I believe business should be fun. Creating, marketing, and mastering your craft is as much about the day-to-day as it is the big wins and even the epic fails. In this podcast, we'll talk about all things content and digital marketing related, a little mindset, and all that behind-the-scenes work that makes it all come together. Create the online business and income that fits your lifestyle. And when in doubt, just show up. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Kim Doyle Show. I told you, we're back. We're back. And for my own sanity and hopefully yours, I have a sticky note on my monitor with the word right and a circle and a line slash through it. And if you guys did not listen to last week's episode, or the last episode, I should say, is uh, I have, I don't know where this became such a a thing. It's like permeated through, I don't know, culture right now. And where people call, yeah, da, 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 right, right. They end a sentence with right. So I'm on a mission to stop that. So this post and episode, I'm the post, obviously, I've got it in front of me. Um, they've, they've really been a, a long time coming. And today we're going to talk about what it means to just show up. And if you are not familiar with that, it's a hashtag I use. I created probably, I don't know, six or seven years ago. And I've never really explained what it means. And I think a lot of people, at, at first glance, it it definitely set means what it says, right? Show up, show up, do the work, show up, be visible, show up, share, all that kind of stuff. But I think it also the reason for this episode is I want to go deeper with this. I want to explain how you need to show up in your own life for yourself as well. And how all of this is tying in with where my business is going. So, you know, I haven't really done much per se with, with just show up. I had done, gosh, when was that? I don't remember like a a sort of a membership, but there's something to be said for First of all, I have never hesitated from launching things and then shutting it if it didn't work or it didn't fit what I wanted to do. And, you know, memberships and continuities definitely have a different requirement. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to go down that road right now with whether it fits me or not in terms of like, I don't know, a lot of membership programs. It's like ongoing training and stuff. And, I think at this point in my business and my career, I like the higher view of things, even though I still like to get in and do tactical, right? Which I'm doing a lot of that actually with coaching clients now. And they are, um, I'm doing lots of copy review and helping them with messaging and whatnot. And it's because I've dug in and done that work, right? So I don't remember a time. Did I just say, right? I don't know. I'm going to, I'm, I promise I'm not going sideways. I either will say it or I won't, but my mission is not to, but this is probably the first time that I have felt this clear and focused in my business. I don't, you know, I don't remember if there was another time that I felt this clear and focused, um, but it is gold. And there is something to be said to, for being on the other side of things. And I will say that, and you know, guys, I, I'm not going to go deep with emotional, personal stuff today, but I've shared, you know, my mom passed away a year and a half ago and she was everything to me. And the few years before that, I really went through some challenges and struggles with my son who's doing fantastic now, but it's just to be on the other side of that. I don't, where you can just breathe. It's man. (laughs) I literally feel like just giddy every day. So on the one hand, my life circumstances are ideal for what I need to be doing in my business. On the other hand, this has been a hundred percent intentional as well. So it's not like I just fell into this, right? But my life right now is completely mine. My kids are both doing great. They're doing their thing, living on their own. Actually, my son is living with my dad right now, which is great. They're both, it's great. Uh, my dad is doing really well. He is a ridiculously social human being. Um, and is being as social as he possibly can during a pandemic, like road trip to LA last week, uh, trip fishing trip to Montana with a friend at the end of the month. So, you know, he's very active in his community. My parents were, and which is good. It, it's really, really great. It makes my heart happy that he feels good um, 
after losing, you know, his best friend. So, you know, it's, like I said, it's been a year and a half since my mom passed and I just feel at peace and I have found peace and it's, you know, grief is a mofo and will hit you out of the blue and take you to your knees. And I totally have those moments, but more than, more than that is I feel peace around it. And I can see so many gifts, so many gifts that I, I got from my mom. And even with her passing, um, you know, all these adventures about moving out. I like, I joke around. I'm like, I don't know if I would have left California if my mom were still here. So, you know, there's lots of stuff with that. I live quietly by myself in another state because I'm literally doing exactly what I want to do for me. Like minute to the minute to the day. It's a super giddy feeling. And, you know, (laughs) and hear my heart, you guys, I, I adore my children. I loved being not like I'm not a mom anymore, but you know, um, when they were little, like life was really good. And despite that, I mean, I raised them by myself after losing my husband. So like, I cannot begin to tell you (laughs) what a time lottery and, um, I don't know. It's, it's a great feeling. And I really feel that this time in Boise for myself has been about healing and sort of, you know, soothing my soul for lack of a better term. Um, but I shared in the last podcast episode that I had set the intention about five months ago to raise my vibration. And again, if you didn't listen to that episode, I went deep with some of this work I've been doing and we'll be talking more about that stuff on the show. So heads up. And the personal work I've been doing with my therapist has just been a game changer. You guys, the impact it's had on my business continually surprises me because none of the work we're doing is directly related to my business and which we've done some of that. And I already know, like when we get through sort of this topic matter subject that we're working on, although I don't know that it's going to be a quickie, (laughs) which the last stuff wasn't either. um, I see going more into the business and like big visions I have. Right. And she is an entrepreneur retired. I've said all that. Um, But also, is a big believer in all of that stuff. So, you know, like most creators, and I think we're all creators. I don't care what, I don't care if you're an accountant, if you are a writer or you build websites, it doesn't matter. Like we're all creators, right? Oh, I caught that right. But the truth is most of us don't separate ourselves from our business. The business is me. It's a part of what I do. I love it. And I'm, I have to very, uh, I have to be very conscious of when I need to be winding down at night. Like, don't watch, don't watch a uh, a marketing video. Don't, don't go into that state that's going to get your brain like cranked back up, right? So, um, we're jumping in now. Again, this is hashtag just show up, right? And then the up. <laughs> I don't know why I have to give you this point of reference. Is capital UP like? Do it. Show up. But before I get into what it means to just show up, I I really want to recommend a book to you guys. It was recommended to me by my good friend, Lisa Anderson. And I bought the Kindle version right away. But then like I do with a lot of books, I buy the physical because I want to write and highlight and take notes. I'm trying not to do that only because as I look at where things are going to go for me um, after my lease is up, like I'm thinking of of Portugal or Costa Rica or moving out of the country. And so I'm trying not to acquire a bunch of stuff as much as I love my books. I'm never getting rid of them. There's, but I'm trying to be selective about the physical stuff I buy and bear with me. I've got my tea going this morning. Uh, the book is called three word rebellion by Michelle Mazur. I hope I'm pronouncing her name, right? Um, it is, Ah, it's really fun. So the full title is Three Word Rebellion, Create a -a One-of-A-Kind Message That Grows Your Business into a Movement. I wasn't even halfway into the book when I realized, duh, I've already got my three-word rebellion. In fact, I have a few. So just show up is my three-word rebellion. I also have everything is content, which I will always use on my brand, but really I'm attaching that to Content Creators Planner simply because it's so in alignment with that message. And part of our goal with that brand and our vision is to get people past the struggle of where to start with content. I don't want to go sideways with that. Okay. And then the third three word rebellion, uh, 
which I came up with with John Perez years ago when we had done a podcast. Uh, it's F the hustle, and it's actually the word F. I'm, I, I don't know why I, I do say the F word. I just am not going to do it on the show. Um, F the hustle. So you can remember that. And the funny thing about that, I have gone probably, you know, up, sideways, left, down, right, all directions with this whole hustle culture mentality. And I really, really try not to be anti things. I try to be focused more on being for the thing I want. But I think it's a funny phrase, F the hustle. Like, because I'll tell you what, when I work from inspired action, there is zero hustling. I just get in a flow and it's a rhythm and it feels really, really good. And I I don't know if it was Gary Vee who started the the whole hustle thing. And he is hardwired that way. And I haven't listened or watched him in a long time. Not because I don't like him, but you know, he's consistent with his messaging. Once you've heard it, you've heard it. But as he's gotten older, he's been very adamant about, look, you don't have to hustle, but don't complain. Like if you want to work 10 hours a week and you're not concerned about wanting, say, a seven-figure business, that's cool. Just don't complain about it, right? So it's all about being in alignment with who you are and where you're at and what you want. But since the book does not recommend having three three-word rebellions, I'm going to go all in with just show up for my personal brand. And like I said, I'll continue using everything as content on both brands, but primarily leaving that with um, content creators planner and the F the hustle. I'm bringing it back for some fun. And because I think now more than ever, we need this message. I, so John and I had printed, printed, I I guess we, we had mugs done with that phrase. And because I'm living in a state that actually has a fall, I've totally been in the hot cocoa mode. I, it just, you guys, sometimes I feel like a five-year-old with like the simple little things that make me happy and don't shoot me for this. Well, I told my daughter, like I've started watching Christmas movies already. And she's like, what? Like, she's like, I'm so in the spooky Halloween mood. And I like, for the most part, right? TV and stuff is limited. I still like TV. I don't care what anybody says. I read enough. I do. I'm so happy with with how I manage my time. I have zero judgment on TV, binge watching, any of that. Do what sets your heart on fire and restores your soul. But so I tend to be on my laptop. Just I'm either working or planning or just puttering even or or looking up and learning about, you know, researching living outside of the country. It doesn't matter. But I tend to be on my laptop when I watch TV. Uh, and so unless I'm watching um, anything like BBC or um, British, because if they talk too quickly, I'm like, what? I, I need to focus. But so I've got that on because it makes me happy. It's on in the background. Right. And um, this is all a total non sequitur to the fact that I'm having hot cocoa. I posted a picture with my F the hustle mug and people, I got comments and I'm like, okay, I'm totally going to put these up like in a swag shop on the store on the site. So the the thing with the F the hustle is that life is not about packing everything into every moment, grinding so hard that you miss the things that matter and doing what you think you're supposed to do. I swear to you, I, I, I just, my gut tells me that so many people do this, look how hard I'm working. And there's this virtue signaling, posting everything online and, and I'm not going to go sideways with that, but this, this like, look at how that look at, I matter because I'm working hard and I have a very strong work ethic. My parents instilled it in me, both very hard, hard workers and you do what you say you're going to do. And it's been interesting. The deeper I get into who I am and how I want to move through the world. Um, and I'm a very spiritual person, which like I said, uh, I haven't talked a whole lot about, and I promise you guys, I'm not going to go crazy sideways with any of that, um, was raised uh, religious, Catholic, and I'm not anti any religion. I just know what works for me and and how I feel in my life. And so, you know, this, I don't know, when I when you do things from alignment, it your life feels better. Okay, going crazy sideways here. So initially just show up was very literal, 
literal, right? It was to just show up and do the work. Even when it's hard for you or you don't want to, just show up. A quick example of this, guys, is I tend to make a mountain out of a molehill. And I think I say this later on in the post here, but like getting ready in the morning, it's like, oh, like I always wanted to complain about doing my hair, which I just had it straightened. So I literally could dry it and be done in 10 minutes, which is great when it was 30 plus minutes. So it's, it's what we do in our minds that make it feel so big. And if you just do it, just show up you know, get on the phone, send the email, make the call, those little things. So that's where that originated. It was also inspired by two other books. The first is The Obstacles Away by Ryan Holiday. I have recommended this so many times. And The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Similar. War of Art, you could knock out in a day, probably. Um, Obstacle is the way. Ryan Holiday, his books are fantastic. Ego is the Enemy. He just... Uh, published um, Lives of the Stoics. So he studied Stoics like Marcus Aurelius and and sort of this just this matter of fact way of looking at life. It, it's I, both were game changers for me. You guys and I've always read a lot of self-help business and spiritual books, but these two felt uh, for lack of a better word, really solid. And I, I <laughs> I'm stumped for words here. I, I think it helped me like I love the big dreams and visions, like I said, but there's something about anchoring and grounding yourself in something solid that helps you move through the world. And I do a grounding meditation with my therapist often. I've got it recorded about really anchoring and grounding myself, which keeps me from being reactive. Both books though are about self-responsibility. Nothing will grow your business faster than taking complete responsibility for everything. And when I say everything, I mean everything, your business growth, profits, finances, relationships, your health, your mental well-being, all of it. We can't control what happens to us, but we can always control how we handle what happens to us. And then there's the piece about how we feel about what happens to us. And please know that I'm not referring to people with serious mental health issues where additional support is needed because that is a very true and real thing. And, you know, but just showing up in self-responsibility there is also getting the help you need. I do understand sometimes you can't see that force through the trees though. So here's the first piece to what it means to just show up. And that is self-responsibility. The cool thing about self-responsibility is that it goes both ways, meaning we take responsibility for our quote unquote mistakes, um, screw ups, whatever you want to call them. And we get to take responsibility for our wins, which was something was kind of a new concept to me. Like there, there were so quick in Western culture anyways, to or to be hard on ourselves and to judge ourselves when things go sideways, but we're not so quick to be like, I did that. I did that. I made that happen. Right? So the key to all of this though, is removing the judgment. And please know that I'm speaking to myself here too. Stop looking at what you have or haven't done as good or bad, right or wrong. It just is. You guys, this is just life. Shit's going to go sideways. You're going to upset somebody. You're going to forget something. You're going to drop the ball. You're also going to show up for people and, and you're going to let them know you care and that you love them. You're going to hit publish. There's so it goes both ways. Removing judgment. You know, it's something I thought I was so evolved on and then I catch myself doing it. And that is truly half the battle is when you are aware of it and then you can dismiss it. And (laughs) you start working through better ways to do this for yourself. As an example, I remember when I first realized I was doing this and I caught myself and I was like, Oh, F and knock it off. Right. And I was very proud of myself for catching myself. And I've probably told this story on the podcast at some point years ago. And I remember telling my therapist that I did this. She's like, that's great. And she's like, well, what if next time you went, Oh, sweetie, it's okay. And I was like, ah, like it just made me feel so different. And the fact that you can get the same result with a different sentence in a gentler, kinder way. And then I remember the first time I was aware of feeling off and crabby and pissy. And I caught myself and I said, it's okay. You're just tired. It's okay. 
And all of a sudden it just removed all of this friction and angst from my life. So you guys, it just is. It's not good, bad, right or wrong, because all of that's subjective too, right? Like I have someone very close to me in my life who is very definitive. Well, you should or shouldn't do that. And it's like, according to whom? Really ask yourself that sometimes, according to whom? So that being said, I know for myself, this is an ongoing process. And the crazy thing about judgment, like I was saying, it's pretty much irrelevant. And what I've found for myself is that it's all external beliefs that I've bought into. And then, of course, I do believe we come into this world. We've got sort of innate things and and we create false beliefs and whatnot. But And I'm not going to be judgment-free until I'm not in this body anymore. So, you know, I roll with it. It's just what I do with it and how I feed it. So once you start paying attention to where you're judging yourself and others, it's hard to unlearn that. You know, that saying you can't unpush a button or unring a bell. You'll catch yourself doing it. And so this is where you have a choice to make. And some of the things that I used to do as I was kind of stepping into more of this personal work really was I'd have sticky notes or on my computer and it would say, you know, choose awareness. Just decide. I'm just going to look for being awareness because you can't, I, it would be so great if we could just flip a switch. And sometimes I think we can, I think we can decide, right? So in this moment, you can choose to feel good. You really, really can. I'm going to tell you a quick little story. Um, this is going to be a long episode, guys. I'm just telling you. Um, an example of when I did this was, gosh, when I sold my house a few years back, two, the first two, like we had eight offers on the house right away. The first two sales fell through with people. And I was like, oh, for the love of God. And my realtor, who was just fantastic, had texted me to say, you know what? The sale fell through. We're going to reach out to one of the previous offers. He's a contractor. But anyways, so... I get this text from her and I remember this guy is crystal clear because I'm all about really creating moments for myself. Like this past weekend was the first rainy day. I spent most of the day in the family room at the fireplace and cozy. Like I really had set myself up for this beautiful, peaceful, cozy <laughs> day, welcoming fall. Right. So the realtor did this and it, it was, I specifically remember this. It was a Friday. It was, in December, it was it was a cold kind of rainy day. And this was when I was back in California. And my son was working and he was gonna be gone. And I had planned the day for myself, I had intentionally decided I'm just gonna get a little bit done in the morning. And then I'm taking the day for myself, like I was gonna go get a massage and see a movie or whatever it was. So I get this text. And I was like, what the F right? Like, I was like, damn it. And so what what happened, as opposed to being just frustrated about the house sale and the next sale went through and it was all done within 30 days, it was not that big of a deal. But I was pissed that my my well thought out plan day to myself got sidetracked a little bit, right? I was mad that my mood had been triggered and I made a conscious choice. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I am not doing this. I am going to gratitude the shit out of this day. So I went and I took a shower and I pictured the water washing away, washing away. And please know that even when I'm picturing and thinking this stuff doesn't mean I'm always feeling it. Sometimes this is a fake it till you make it. And I thought I'm going to do as many nice things for people today as I possibly can. I'm getting out of myself. That is one of the best ways to get out of your mood, get out of yourself is to do something for someone else. The truth is it took one simple act. I got out and I thought, you know what? I'm going to text my realtor and tell her how much I appreciate her. So I just sent her a text. I said, you know, I, I apologize if I was short. I wasn't rude, but I said, I apologize if I was short. And I just want you to know how much I appreciate you. And I understand this is frustrating for you as well. And I'm very thankful for how you're handling all this or whatever. And her text back was, thank you so much. And it was, I instantly, you guys, complete 180. I was like, Boom. Good mood back. So keep that in the back of your head. You know, removing judgment is is truly, I, I think it should be a goal for all of us. And how you get there or what it looks like is is going to be different for everybody. But judgment, man, it's it's just such a waste of energy. And the truth is, it does not help you accomplish things, nor does it help you undo things. All you do is create more crappy feelings, right? So first and foremost, with all of this, your mindset is everything. 
If your mindset isn't right, nothing else matters. You can decide to spin out and stress over things, which never solves the thing you're stressing about, does it? Or you can decide that you're going to put one foot in front of the other and simply keep going. The truth is, I don't know about you guys, but everything always works out. And I trust, even though it may not work out how we want it to, we we get through it. We do. We always get through it. So there are a few ways that I manage my mindset. And I've... I remember for what it's worth back when I was, you know, building my business and I thought, this is how I thought, I read positive books and I was optimistic. And I I truly believe I came into the world with that personality. It's who I was as a little kid. But again, we become adults and we buy into a bunch of nonsense. And because I'll tell you what, you watch children and I understand they don't have the responsibilities we do, but man, they know how to be present. But the mindset thing you have to, I wish I could explain this in a way that makes a lot of sense, but you know, there's a difference when you feel something in your body versus when your mind gets it. It's that heart head, heart head connection. And sometimes they don't. So you can, I understand a lot logically, but I know the difference between getting it in my brain and then really understanding it in my body. So the mindset thing for me wasn't about reading a book on mindset, and then putting XYZ tactics into place, and I would have a different mindset. It's the stuff you can't see. It's those intangibles. It's meditating, choosing in the moment how you handle stuff. Those are all the things that start compounding, right? It's that compound effect, which is a great book, by the way. So there are a few ways I manage my mindset. And keep in mind that these are things that work for me. None of these things may appeal to you, and it's okay. But you do need to find what does work for you before you find anything else, here's another. I remember Wayne Dyer, Dr. Wayne Dyer. We weren't friends, although I did meet him a handful of times when I watched him speak. Um, and I got a hug from him and my book signed. He was truly one of my first spiritual mentors. And he was telling a story about, I don't know, he'd gone to the gym, whatever. And he was talking to a friend and said, oh, how you doing? He's like, Oh, I've got a little bit of a cold coming on. He's like, oh, or I'm not feeling great. I've got a bit of a cold. And Dr. Dyer said, well, how long have you had? And he goes, well, in three weeks, it'll have been a month. (laughs) Think about how crazy that is. Like you've decided you're going to be sick for a month when you've had a cold for a week. I mean, just a great point on how you phrase things. It truly is simple, right? So a couple things I do. I'm very deliberate in what I watch, read, and listen to. In other words, no news. Um, I don't care what party, what side, what country, whatever. It has, it's toxic. To, it just feels, it sounds, it accosts my ears. So I do little things every day that bring me joy. I am a nut about baths. I take a bath or two. <laughs> um, thankfully, water is way cheaper in Idaho than California. I love playing with my dogs. Like seeing them happy makes me happy. I I really, they're just, their personalities rock. I love talking with people that are in alignment with sort of, and when I say beliefs, guys, I don't mean political beliefs, you know, personal beliefs. Um, I mean, people that want to move through the world and be the best version of themselves also, whatever that looks like. I'm on this constant quest, for lack of a better word, to be the best version of myself and not in a striving to be a winner and accomplish and be successful but truly what sets my heart and soul on fire. And I I know without a doubt that if I'm not happy today with where I'm at, who says you're going to be happy when you get the things you think are going to be, you know, change you, you know, the relationship, the money, the, the body, all of those things, you, you have to learn to be happy where you are with what you've got. I limit my engagement with people who are negative or behave like victims and I'm not talking about true victims of violence or any of that kind of stuff, but that was the first. So I, I had shared before that when I set this intention to raise my vibration, I don't know, five or six months ago, I had done it one other time, very conscious where I said, I want to move through the rest of my life different, differently. And I, I was a very reactive person. I, I'm sure I am still, but man, I mean, my kids are both like, you're so different than, yeah, I just was reactive. And I, I, I just, I took such pride in being busy and productive and accomplishing things that I missed moments. And that's how we learn in life. You know, if only we, 
I always joke around. You ever hear that saying like, oh, would you ever go back to high school? I'm like, yeah, if I could go back with the knowledge I have today. So I'm very conscious of who I have in my space. And if they're negative, I cut those conversations minimally. And, you know, as a side note, like my dad, he is not a negative person at all. He is a very kind, sweet, he's an amazing man. And, but he'll kind of start complaining or he'll bring something up. I'm like, does that make you feel good? He's like, no. <laughs> you know? So that's it. I, if I, it. Anyways, if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. I, I really, I don't do work that I don't enjoy anymore. I don't spend time with people, which none of us, none of us are really spending a lot of time with anybody right now. But I, I choose things because I enjoy them. I continue talking with my retired therapist um, and will for as long as she's up for doing it. And then I've no doubt I'll continue stalking her while we're both alive. Um, but, and I, I really am looking at, I would like to hire a coach and, or join a mastermind next year. So those are things. And for me, it's, not that I don't know the things I, you know, I don't know everything. I don't mean that, but in my business, I'm really solid with what needs to be done and getting there and just making those things happen. And then saying, okay, I'm, now I'm ready to get here. Right. It's, it's kind of like, I don't know, building a house. Like you've got to get the foundation and the walls up and everything before you do the roof. So the roof to me would be like the coach or mastermind right now. I I've got plenty on my plate. I also focus on appreciation and gratitude as often as humanly possible. And there's a saying that is what you appreciate appreciates, which I love that. It's so simple things, guys. Like I was telling you about my hair this morning. So I, I look and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was literally like less eight minutes or something. I love looking. <laughs> and then I get giddy, like my hair's done. Yay. And and I will say I, I'm really working on just not complaining about my hair. I've seen too many people lose it with cancer. And, and, um, so there's that, but focus on appreciation and gratitude. So even though I whine about my hair, I am appreciative and grateful that I have a full head of hair. Right. So, Oh, okay. You guys, I really think I've, I've limited the rights because of my sticky note, but mindset really is not about the grand gestures or whether or not you have a quote unquote morning routine. Ugh. 4am club piss off. <laughs> I don't know, like, anyways, to each their own, but that rolls in with a little bit of the F the hustle for me. And see, then I automatically go to this place, you guys, of, you know, I, I did my 5 and 6 a.m. getting up and ironing clothes and dropping kids off and then commuting to work. And it's like, no, you get to decide you don't want to do it because you just don't want to. <laughs> you get to choose. The truth is, it's about learning to trust yourself. So simply pay attention to how you feel during doing certain things and do more of the things that make you feel good. Again, look at kids straight up. They'll tell you, I don't want to do that or they do. And, and so, you know, obviously there's stuff that we have to do. There's things that I enjoy doing less in my business, but I love what I do. All right. Next, literally show up and dare I say, do the work. There's so, this is so much more simple than we make it. And this is again, a note to self. And here are some examples directly related to running an online business about the literal, just showing up, be visible, show up online, video, live stream, podcast, right? Do not decide because the entire freaking world is telling you that you have to be on video, that you have to be on video. If you don't want to don't and own that and, and show up fully where you do enjoy showing up. You, you have to produce and publish for an online business, period. If you don't want to do it, ideally you have the money to pay someone to do it. If you don't have the money, then you do it and you own it and you not, and you not be whiny <laughs> and you decide I'm not going to whine about this. It's part of, it's part of being a responsible business owner. Put your business first. This, this is a tough one. And my guess is anybody who does service work is going to connect with this. There's this thing of, I want to do my stuff, quote unquote, my stuff. I said it for years. I don't do service work anymore. Um, but I remember being really frustrated when I was trying to pivot and man, I got my own way for years. It's, it's amazing guys, when you do this internal work, how exponentially things can shift quicker when 
the inside is right. The the outside work doesn't take as long. I don't know what else to say, how else to say that, but put your business first. So what I did was I set up this accountability with my therapist and I emailed her weekly, but I said no client work before noon, no client work before noon, because I know that this is, this is my creative time. I am much better the first half of the day. If I want to write, create, record, I'm recording in the morning. Although the evening shows, if I record can be a little punchy and amusing, but I know that this is when I have to, if I need to do something, do something creative, I'm better client work at the time was primarily websites. It was not so much more task oriented and where, you know, I'm doing some copy evaluations and helping people with emails and and sales copy and whatnot that some of my coaching clients. And so that's different. And it's, it's, it's funny that I'm sure anybody that works with people, which is all of us, right. But you know, it's always easier to see it for someone else than it is for yourself. And so doing that type of work later in the day is is okay for me now. Next up, start saying no more often. Be really, really conscious of what you commit to, whether it's, especially in today's um, time, is summits, right? How many being asked to participate in a summit and what is required of you? And if you're expected to promote an email and do all this, be really clear. Can you do that? And if you can't say no, if they are like, we got the, we got all that. I just need to interview you, or I just need this from you decide what the payoff is. And oftentimes we don't learn what, what is worth our time until we, we try stuff. So that that's fine too. Um, I have started allowing a window before I commit to things and I was very proud of myself. I, I I don't schedule calls on Monday or Friday. The only Friday calls I schedule are with Jody or a friend maybe that I'm doing some coaching with. But other than that, I don't do other calls. So somebody had asked to do a call recently on a Monday and I'm like, oh, I don't do calls on Monday. And he was like, fair enough. And so it's setting those those boundaries for yourself. So start saying no more often and let go of, oh my God, if I if am I missing this opportunity? Maybe right? None of us have a crystal ball, but will you feel better for having, you know, there's something about that betrayal of self when you say yes to things you don't want to do that has a longer lasting effect than, gosh, my therapist said a qu- shared a quote with me by Araya Mountain Dream or something, but it was, are you willing not to betray yourself in order to, are you willing to let others feel betrayed in order not to betray yourself. I, I I just think that's gold. So do the work. You guys, most of this is just that. Turn off distractions and get the work done. And enjoy the creating as much as you enjoy earning, right? The there's there's a earning or even a learning, right? I kind of debated on those, but yeah, we all like those paydays. We like the launches, we like the money coming in. But when you enjoy and show up to serve and provide value, and you have fun getting better at your craft, I can guarantee you, I don't know how, but I can guarantee you that your product, your course, your offer, whatever is going to do better. Next up is you have to make the offer. You have to make the offer. So many people are in this constant making and creating and planning and planning. Oh, for the love of God, the planning makes me ape shit. And I, I am all for planning, you guys. I created a planner, right? I'm a co-founder of the content creators planner, but there comes a time when you have to deploy, you have to publish, you have to show up. And I, you know, I have, I feel like I've found a pretty good balance. Jody and I are really good balance. She's an essentialist. She's got this whole smartest foundation, which you'll hear about early next year. Phenomenal. I am really subscribing to this essentialist mentality at the same time. She's like, yeah, but you, you put stuff out there, you just do it. And so there is that also. So finding that happy medium between, you know, ready, fire, aim, (laughs) and ready, aim, fire, like balancing that out. But you have to start selling you guys, you have to start selling, you have to make the offer. And you don't know until you, you try, do not decide for other people that they won't purchase something. Obviously there's things that go in behind that in terms of, you know, validating an offer, making sure it's something that people want and you can, there's so many ways to do that. I 
we'll do that in another episode. Um, try the things you're not good at until you can hire people. Ads, copy, development, whatever it is, we all start somewhere. This whole idea that you can't do something because you can't hire someone to do it for you, well, then how bad do you want it? Really? You know, I can't stand Facebook ad manager. I, it just makes me apeshit. So what I did was I would pre collaborating with Jody, who was much better with the Facebook ads manager. Um, I would, I used ad espresso. I liked it. I'd rather pay for ad espresso. I practice then you guys practice with copy. We invested in funnel scripts and we practice creating that creative and you pay attention and you create swipe files and you do all those things. You just have to do the work. I don't know what it is with this space where people think, well, I have a website, I have a product for sale and no one's buying it. It's like, are you kidding me? There's so much that goes into this. And the the core of all this is that foundation in your messaging and who do you serve? What is the problem? And, and what is the result, right? All of those things. So again, you have to do the things you're not good at until you can hire people. It just is what it is. Test, tweak, and adjust. Do not reinvent the wheel or throw the baby out the bathwater. Most of the time, something worked. And so what you want to do is you want to evaluate what didn't and adjust accordingly. Again, I've seen a ton of people create an offer and they did five Facebook live streams and only three people bought. So, oh, nobody wants it. I'm not going to do this. It's like, no, no, no. Ask them why they bought. Over deliver. What's the next step? Can you run an ad? Can you invest in in a launch process? Whether that's buying a freaking book watching YouTube videos or investing in a launch course. I, I've shared that I bought Ramit Sethi's Breakthrough Launch. All I did was the email piece of it and it worked fantastic. I committed and I promised myself that I'm going to do exactly what he said to do. I did it and it worked. So this is just a small sampling, but I do know for myself uh, that I'm usually way too much in my head. So all of those things, like just freaking do it, stop. And And when you catch yourself with the nonsense in your brain, just knock it off or you know what? Look, I'll address you later. Right now, I've got work to do. I really do make a mountain out of a molehill. And then when I go do the thing, whatever that thing is, uh, it's really as big of a deal as I thought, even if it takes a little bit longer than I expected. I've accepted that fact that I'm like, some things I think I'm going to knock out an hour and they turn into three or four. Other things I, oh, like, I really do enjoy doing these copy reviews. And again, you guys, I'm not a copywriter. I've been studying it and practicing it. And so the more of these types of reviews that I do with people I'm working with, the better I get at it. And um, I've said before, I'm not offering copy services, but part of coaching and all of that, it's kind of par for the course. Um, But as soon as I do it, (laughs) you know, it's like, oh, that was really fun. So that's the beauty of this. So much of it is just the nonsense in our brains. So what helps me is just to focus on the task. So example, when I sold List Explosion a while back, um, and I shared with you guys that I I went through Ramit Sethi's breakthrough launch email sequence, that was literally all I did. Uh, the course is way more involved. But I promised myself, I did make a commitment to myself that I'm going to do exactly what he said to do with the emails. I did I I didn't think about the comfort level. I felt it, guys, with some of the languaging, like you know, last chance offer, it's closing all of those things that if you're not comfortable doing that, it's, it's whatever, it's just par for the course, you will get more comfortable, comfortable at it, right? Stop to think about the first time you drove a car, you weren't comfortable, but you did it. So we have so many examples and so much evidence in our lives of where we did things that we weren't comfortable with, with an online business, it's easy because you're at home, I or, you know, most, but most of us are at home right now or if you prefer an office, whatever, but it's really easy when it's just you to make excuses and come up with reasons, show up for yourself, right? That's what part of this is. So again, I have followed him, Ramit Sethi for years. Um, I really was aware that some of the language and the selling aspect was not a regular comfort level for me. Like I can sell in a webinar or showing up and engaging and having fun, whatever I can do all of that. It's, it's, it's the direct response marketing language that I'm not super comfortable with, but the truth is it works, you guys. So you have to find a way to mesh who you are with that piece of it. So the truth is the emails work beautifully. It, it just, it, the whole thing worked. <laughs> and so next time I'm going to do the full launch. This time I, I went into it. I didn't tell myself, 
okay, you're going to cram and, and follow this course and do it. And I was like, no, I'm going to follow the emails. I need to get this course done. I got it completely written, recorded, all of those things. So the next time will be about doing the full launch. All right. Next for trusting yourself is next for trusting yourself. Next for showing up is trusting yourself. Again, this is such a big one. You guys, there is so much just friggin' everything today, right? Like noise and information and opportunity and people and places to connect and, and engage in all of those things. It is so easy to go sideways when you spend time looking at what other people are doing, selling what they're making and how they're marketing, right? I heard that one. Uh, one guru is telling that you have to be on YouTube. Another's telling that you need to run webinars. You need to have ads. You should be doing TikTok. Look at the leverage on TikTok. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. All of those things work. But if you don't have your messaging and foundation in place, you're going to be constantly chasing tactics. And it's so hard for me as an example of TikTok. Like I know it works. I talked to this guy, Michael Sanchez. He's got a great group on Facebook. If you are on TikTok or you're interested, we had a call. I, I did, um, did we, do, I, we did a live stream in my Facebook group last year and I seriously was like, I'm going to hire him and, you know, get into TikTok. I'm not going to start doing lip syncing, although I love doing that stuff. Just side note, personality piece. And I thought, okay, I'll, I'll hire Michael. And you guys, that was the so last October, literally, it's kind of crazy. A year ago, this, this very week, I believe I had drove, I'd gotten an Airbnb in Boise brought my dogs up for like 10 days just to kind of check out um, after my mom had passed away. But the truth was there was no way I could show up doing TikTok four months after that loss in my life. I just couldn't. So I chose to show up for myself and honor that, right? That's another way you show up. Um, But the best thing you can do for your business is to take the time to get crystal clear on who you serve and the problems you solve. And this is a constant course correct, course correct, course correct, right? Like you, you find it, you get clear. Maybe you come up with, with your unique value proposition, your tagline, your headline, whatever you want to call that. But the UVP is what makes you different. And UVP is unique value proposition. So getting clear on that, you may continue getting clearer over time. And there is this clear versus clever, like, right. I've got all these three word rebellions, but man, I better be clear on explaining what that means and how it helps you. So hence this podcast, and you'll be seeing more of this coming out. So really tune out all the distractions and take the time to do this work, which I'm going to tell you can be a little bit overwhelming if you haven't dug into it. So it's kind of like, where do you start? You just start looking at things and it's like, oh, okay. So you go to a bunch of websites and what I should do is um, I was working on this for a client. I do actually have one client I'm working with, with Jody. He's a customer the planner. She's doing the website. I'm helping him with his content strategy, all this. So I was working on copy for his about page. And there's a great example of this on copywriting with Neville Medora. It used to, uh, copy course is the site. I, I'm sorry, guys. It was with a K and he finally was able to get the domain with a C, but it was a foundation for writing an about page. So I really took the time and I looked at what he had on his site and you start seeing it. So then I started doing some research. This is where this is where I'm talking about. This is all that behind the scenes work that you don't see. So then I start mapping out, love my Google Docs. So I write down the structure for what this about page should be. Then I go in and Jody had talked to him for the client for a couple hours. I transcribed the audio and I'm pulling out the pieces of their story. Because remember the about page and the story, just a little bit should be about you. It really does have to be who you are, what you're about, but how you solve problems for people. Anyway, my point in sharing that is that that's all that behind the scenes work. So my suggestion is to read Story Brand by Donald Miller. He has a tool, mystorybrand.com, where you just, I'm not saying to buy his courses or anything, listen to the book, he, his audio, he narrates his books if you don't want to read it. Um, it was it was a, another game changer. Lots of books have been game changers. I don't know what else to tell you. But get crystal clear on who you're serving. Go beyond the customer avatar, which I put a yawn in parentheses. Like, I don't know, guys. I, I, I'm definitely feeling this rebellion in me that all of those things work, but there's something about them that it's like just not enough to me. Like knowing that I'm talking to somebody who is this age, likes these things, earns this money, also reads these things. Yeah, that helps. But... I love the psychographics. 
side of this. And I have linked to an article in psychographics in the post. Um, the psychographics are what type of person they are, right? So an example for me for psychographics is I want someone who is completely self-responsible and they have a good work ethic and they're willing to approach life with some humor and joy and feel a strong sense of purpose for what they're doing and why they need to get it out in the world, right? So psychographics is that type of person and who they are and how how you can work together sort of. So the next thing I would do is map out what you want your life to look like as it relates to your business. And I've shared before the Frank Kern has great exercise that really map out your ideal everyday day, which I am living it 150%. You guys, it's just, I love it. I love my life. And so, but map out what it looks like. And this is me judging myself. I assume my life would probably look super boring to people, but I don't care. Like I'm so content, but I do know that in order for me to really show up for myself and my audience that I need a good amount of white space in my life. So in other words, I need uninterrupted time. What I do with that time depends on how I'm feeling. You know, I may want to play with a new software platform. Side note, off script, I did win the Hiax contest. So I have lifetime access to Hiax. Hiax is for courses, digital products, physical products, memberships. Um, they've got funnels built into that. And uh, I'll, I'll do a whole episode and probably a live stream with Jack when they're, they're really in beta right now. Um, but so maybe I just want to dig into something and figure something out, right? Maybe I want to write some emails. Maybe I want to map out a new course, or maybe I want to go take a nap at one in the afternoon. So truly it, it depends on how I'm feeling and knowing what my priorities are and responsibilities are, but I consciously choose not to fill my calendar. I, you know, um, Jody's great. She uses iCalendar. I just leave everything in Google. She uses that too, but you know, where she plans in, she'll block out time to work on this time to work on this. I don't want to do that. I consciously leave white space on my calendar. I've got a written to do list of what I'm working on. And I know what when things need to be completed. But if I see my calendar packed from, say, eight to five, it it, oh, it just feels heavy. And that's not why I do this, right? Some people schedule everything. I, I can't. I go into resistance and I feel resentful. <laughs> Welcome to Kim's brain. So this is a perfect example of how I show up for myself. You guys, boundaries are gold. Unfortunately, we tend to figure out our boundaries by not having them. I almost said right. Or maybe that's just me, but I, but I know enough people that have experienced this that it's not until you offer, yeah, I'll do that or I'll do this or whatever. Or you, you take the call. Like I, I've recently realized it's, you know, I love messenger for connecting with friends, but I, I cannot respond to people the second they do it, which is so funny. Cause I would kind of tease my dad, like the phone rings and he's like, Oh my God. I'm like, you don't have to answer the phone just because someone calls like, don't kill yourself running to get the phone, right? He's got a landline still, obviously. Um, so I tend to get excited about things and I do late before looking. I've accepted this as part of my process, but I have created a rule that I don't commit to anything immediately. My goal is to give myself at least 24 hours before I respond or even just say, just want you to go, I got your message. Today's packed. I'll get back to you tomorrow. Sorry, I don't want my tea to get cold and I need my caffeine. So I'd love to tell you that I stick to this rule all the time, but I don't. And when I don't, I simply make a mental note for next time. I take responsibility for what I've committed to and I show up. I will also tell you that I do saying all of this stuff I'm sharing with you guys really, really is um, my intention that doesn't mean I don't get pissy. That doesn't mean I don't get stressed or react or do all those things or have bad days or have off weeks or whatever. But I will tell you, I recover from that those places so much faster now. Another piece of showing up is that you need to be selling. Selling is showing up. This is something I deal with on a daily basis. And I don't know what it is, but this tends to be way more common in women than men. I was talking to my therapist about this and 
she told me part of this is that, or the justifying, right? Like I'm not bragging. I'm not, I don't mean to be egotistical, that piece of it. And it's because men don't operate from the relational part of the brain the way women do. So is what it is, whatever it is, you need to make the conscious choice to start selling or to be selling all the time. All the time, you guys. As soon as Hyax is done, I'm I'm turning ads on for Kim Doyle, meaning I've moved all my stuff over. And it's like, what am I doing today to make the sale? What am I doing today to make the sale? And my point in this, money may not be your like end all be all that you want. Most people, it's a byproduct. I want money so that freedom is huge to me. Huge to me. I want to travel, you know, and yes, I want multiple properties. I do. I have no shame in owning that. And I'll get there when I get there. But I'm going to get there a whole lot faster by putting more offers out in the world, right? Every time you make an offer, send the email, publish, open the cart, right? You're showing up. Selling is showing up. Self-care is showing up. Cue my other three-word rebellion, F the hustle. The hustle culture is quickly on its way out. I really do believe this. Uh, and feel free to quote me on this in a couple of years. But we're starting to see the backlash and cry for balance. And if you don't learn to find your own rhythm, you're going to end up miserable. It's for a while, I, I, I did feel this like, oh my God, why am I not up at four and five in the morning? You know, and, and Jody's at her desk usually by 6 a.m. I'm like, no. And she's two hours ahead of me now. I'm like, well, if I go to Portugal, you know, I'll have been up for hours. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not a competition. But that's her rhythm. It's not my it's not my rhythm. I, I stay up later and I like waking up without an alarm and I I trust myself. There is a great article on of all people how Tim Ferriss has had a change of heart with his constant pursuit of how to be more productive. And I have a quote in the post that says, not everything that is meaningful can be measured easily. And that's Tim Ferriss. He really realized it's it's a great article on Medium, you guys. But Mr. Four Hour Work Week and optimizing productivity and getting the most out of every minute and every day and all of these things, he still had, you know, his mental health was still off. And so there is something about this, you know, constant pursuit of of what you want at the expense of where you are. That was good. So I, again, I used to thrive on how busy I was, the more accomplished, the more deserving I thought I was of what I don't know. I, I really don't, but it, like it made me more valuable or something because now I relish in being able to chill in my family room. Like I said, with the fireplace on a rainy day, maybe doing a little work, maybe napping, checking out with a good book or movie. Self-care is not just about massages and baths, both of which I absolutely adore. And I think I need to schedule a massage and getting rest. It's setting up your life in a way that serves you, not the diehard 4am club. Part of why I started my business and have stuck with it all these years is the freedom. Guys, I spent so many years at retail management and even a couple years owning my own retail store. I never, ever want keys to a building that I don't own again, and I won't ever have them or be worried that people are waiting for me. You don't want to know how many tickets I got racing to work when I had an hour commute and I had to get two little kids out the door, dropped off to daycare school, whatever, and then get there to open the store. It's God, I just, I hate it. I love that I can control my schedule hundred percent self-care, you know, maybe taking it easy one day and then you parent yourself the next day and say, you need to get this done. You've been putting these things off, get these things done. And we all do that. See, I always thought like, we're so hard on ourselves. Like everybody else does this, or you get in your head with, oh, I don't have these systems in place, or I don't have this, or I don't have that. And it's like, ah, I've so learned like this idea that everybody else does things right. And you don't, maybe I'm the only one, but you know, just parent yourself and say, just get this stuff done. And the truth is I always feel better when I get those done. So what I'll do. I love this word, nigglies, like those little things that are just kind of hanging over you. And I'll tell you, words are powerful. I'm a big believer in using fun words or made up words to lighten the uh, um, feeling of something, right? I'll just make a list of nigglies. And I'm like, just start knocking them off, Kim. Just, just do it. Go get this done. Go get this done. One of those things was like getting my license here and getting the registration done on my car. 
And I, I was very anxious to do it because it was a fraction of the cost to register my car here in California. I was like, girl, you better get this done. And so it's like, sometimes I do wait like till it's the pain of not doing it is greater. All right. Next up is to create what you want to create. This is definitely part of my rebellion. There are best practices for things like SEO, writing, recording, buying traffic, etc. And then there are the things that need to be said because you want to say them or you need to publish or produce them, even if they don't fit industry standards or guidelines. I'm going to say it again, guys. Some of my best content has zero SEO value. And when I say best, meaning most engaged, most commented, most responded to, most connected, right? Most conversions with opt-ins. And it has nothing to do with what Google wants people to do. And I'm not saying that that stuff doesn't matter, but you have to you have to try. If you feel in your gut and your heart that you want to do something differently, do it. Please, for the love of all that is good in the world, do it. And then see how it worked. See how you felt. And here's the crazy thing is that when you do something that you want to do, because you feel that internal pull, you feel that, I don't know, I'm going to write this. And like, honestly, what, what good do you think the SEO value is and what it means to just show up? What the hell is that going to do me for search? Nothing. But for anybody that listens to this or reads this post and it resonates with you, you are my tribe, right? So Again, some of my most engaged content and traffic has come from work that has zero search engine optimization. I didn't create it based on keywords research or a well-planned outline. There is balance with all of this. And last but not least, okay, we're at the hour mark. We're going to wind down just so you know, we're almost, we're, we're getting there. My request for everybody to find some joy in this is to focus on mastery. And the definition of mastery is comprehensive knowledge or skill and a subject or accomplishment. It does not mean you have mastered, you're done. There's something amazing that happens when you allow yourself to focus on getting better at your craft. craft. You started your business for a reason. I've slowly fallen in love with writing, and now the same thing is happening for me with copywriting, which truly blows my mind. I freaking hated it with such a passion. (laughs) But... This is another one of those things that falls under, quote unquote, this shit works. When I shifted my mindset to doing good work, to doing great work, to doing the best work I could do and and getting better, it removed the pressure I had placed on myself to make sure my work was profitable. And accordingly, right, um, it became more profitable as I focused on doing better work. So I read something recently, and I don't remember where it was or who wrote it. But it basically said that not every pursuit needs to have a profitable outcome. And I'll, I'll tell you those things that you do outside of your work, because it is easy. I love what I do. It's very easy to be like, I'm going to pick up a book on marketing instead of a novel, or I should do this instead of doodling or playing around with lettering or watercolors or all those other things that bring me joy or watching a movie, whatever. Those things are as vitally important to how you show up when you do like your brain cannot it cannot be like so narrow minded. And I'll tell you, I get inspiration from the most random places when I'm out and about, I might be listening to a podcast or a spiritual book or something. And I'm at Costco. And next thing you know, like I'll get an idea for something. And I do a lot of notes in my phone. But it's because I got out of, you know, it's that can't see the forest of the trees, right? When I started blogging, I mean, I was a proficient writer, meaning, you know, I could write a paper for school and get an A, but I knew nothing about direct response marketing. And writing in a way that connects with people to, to to inspire them for that conversion, for that next action, to become a part of your world, to want to stay connected with you, to want to hear from you. And, you know, writing on the web, I, I really do think it's very different than, say, writing a book or a paper. And that even formatting, where you can play around with single sentences and breaking them up and because it's easier to read online. But it really wasn't until I started my podcast that I found my voice. And yeah, pun intended, right? But with a little uh, or a lot of help from Grammarly. <laughs> I'm pleased to say I think my English teachers would be proud. And this is one of those I swear I paid attention in school. But the truth is some of my earlier posts, you would think that I literally had no comprehension of punctuation. But that's okay. The sooner you focus on mastery, the sooner all the pieces of the puzzle are going to start to fall into place. My newfound love of copywriting plus my love of writing. Again, never in a million years, I think I'd say other, other things. 
I'm not about to start writing novels. That's not my forte, but it's completely shifted how I think about sales pages, email copies, subject lines, social posts, headlines, how to sell, when to sell, why people buy. I mean, you get the point with all of that, but enjoying there's something it, like, stop to think about it. You guys, like the fact that I said earlier that one simple sentence, a change in the sentence of F and knock it off versus, Oh, sweetie, you're tired. Right? Like, I'm like telling myself to stop a specific behavior, but how I phrased it. So that's what what happens with with copywriting. And I, it is the best skill, hands down, you can learn for an online business, because it plays out everywhere else. And I won't go crazy sideways in that. So at this point, you guys, I am so crystal clear on the vision for my business, the work that needs to be done. And, and I know that I will thoroughly enjoy every step of the journey. Remember, you get to decide what your business looks like. I want you to choose to just show up. On that note, okay, an hour five, not too bad. I'm going to give you a little tease here. You can opt in in the site. I am going to start a group coaching program. It is just show up uh, insiders. And let me tell you, side note, I can play around with names all I want. It is what it is. That's what it is. And it's more about you know, um, what we do together with this group. I'm very excited. It's coming within the next month. It's going to be a beta. So a hybrid model, it's going to be a lot cheaper than normal. I'm going to eliminate it because I am personally going to be coaching and working with everybody. So if you're interested, opt in on the site to hear when that launches, just show up insiders is coming. I love you guys tons. Have a fantastic rest of your day, week, evening, whatever. Um, I will catch you next week because Yay, we're back on track. I'm really having a ton of fun with the podcast again. A couple interviews queued up, ready to come. Probably most of them will be solo shows. Hmm, I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, you guys, that's all for now. If you've not left a review in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever, I'd be most appreciative. I will catch you next week. <laughs>